Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Which 3-0 team surprise 3-0 team is Ross Tucker buying? Is it the Buffalo Bills or is it the Green Bay Packers? Welcome to hour number three of Home and Home Radio.com Sports Original. We're brought to you by ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. Ross will answer that question about the surprise 3-0 football teams after three weeks in just a bit. But we start with the quarterback position. And listen to this. The last time the Giants won a game without Eli Manning as the starting quarterback was in 2004 with Kurt Warner. The last time the Saints won a game without Drew Brees as the starter was in 2005 with Aaron Brooks. Boy, do things look a lot different at the quarterback position after three weeks of this 2019 season. And we start right here where I am. I am at CNN today, not at home in Connecticut. I am in New York, not far from where the Giants uh, practice and play. And you check out the front and the back pages, all of them dedicated to Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, It seems Ross Tucker, who is home in Pennsylvania on a Monday. Ross Tucker, it seems like we are already starting the Daniel Jones Hall of Fame debate before we've even settled the Eli Manning argument. But as for the rookie out of Duke in this comeback win, he has a awful Bucks rookie kicking effort to thank. But what impressed you the most about Daniel Jones, two touchdowns running, two touchdowns passing, and valiant effort in the second half? I would say just his overall persistence and resilience. I mean, to keep coming back, even after time after time, it felt like the Bucks had pulled away. It felt like it was the Bucks game. He just kept playing. He just kept coming back. He's definitely a better athlete than I realized and a lot of people realized. I mean, I knew he ran a decent 40 time at the combine, but he can really move two rushing touchdowns. And it's not just that they won the game or that he played pretty well. I mean, Dave, they didn't have Saquon Barkley for most of the game. He is their guy. Saquon Barkley's the best player on the team. The only guy on offense that really makes you worry, maybe Evan Ingram, their tight end a little bit for Daniel Jones to put 32 points on the board on the road in his first start without Saquon is unbelievable. And by the way, I love Saquon hobbling with the crutches (laughs) and the boot because he wanted to celebrate with his teammates. That says a lot about that young man. The entire game says a lot about Daniel Jones. And frankly, Dave, the thing I think is as interesting as anything about it is how Giants feel, Giants fans feel 
about it because number one, obviously I'm sure they feel great. Looks like Daniel Jones is good, but man, it makes Eli look even worse. And it makes the decision to bring Eli back this year look even worse. I said this on Friday. I think the longer Daniel Jones plays the way he did on Sunday, the worse Eli Manning looks and the less likely I think he is to make the Hall of Fame. If it appears that Eli Manning was the single thing holding this team back, it does not reflect well on his 116 and 116 record. But to your point, the only thing better than the C's parting for Daniel Jones and going straight up the gut for what would be a game-winning touchdown was Saquon hobbling across the field in crutches and a walking boot. Now, this is arguably the second-best player in the league, not named uh, Patrick Mahomes. The latest is we hear an MRI for Saquon Monday. It sure looks like and sounds like a high ankle sprain, and he would miss some time. But this Giants defense is atrocious. They gave up 500 yards to Tampa Bay, 190 yards to Mike Evans, and three beastie touchdowns. Uh, this probably, Ross, isn't about this season because it's going to be a long and painful season. But the future now feels like it, uh, it looks bright. Let's hear from Daniel Jones after this huge win. Yeah, exciting win, exciting finish there for us. Um, you know, I thought we showed we showed a lot of fight and we, you know, battled back um, after kind of creating the hole for ourselves there in the first half. So, um, you know, like I said, exciting win and, and uh, look forward to building off of it. Daniel, what did you see on that fourth down when the, it seemed like the middle just opened up? Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, it's just what I saw, kind of. You know, we, uh, you know, they're playing some kind of man, and, and just kind of opened up there, and, and uh, saw the saw the grass and took it. So, um, you know, fun, fun finish to it. Exciting, uh, you know, last drive, and, and thought we did a good job, uh, you know, getting people open and, and good job protecting. It was uh, fun finish. Yeah, I mean, it's been. Uh, you know, a different week and just, uh, you know, what's, what's happened. And, um, you know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, as a team, we did a good job preparing and, and kind of focusing on, on what we needed to do to, to get ready to play this game. And, and, um, you thought we had a good plan going in. We knew what, um, you know, what to expect and, um, just, uh, you know, great team win. What did Eli say to you after the game? Uh, just, just congratulations. And, um, you know, just just uh, just happy for me, and um, you know, I can't can't thank him enough for you know his support and and uh, you know throughout the week and you know today you know during the game. So um, just just really grateful, appreciate. No surprise that Eli Manning is taking this like a champ, being the ultimate teammate. Probably helped Daniel Jones get ready for this win, but there is no question. Ross, not just the poise that you pointed to, but really that athletic ability is going to be essential. He was the leading rusher for the Giants yesterday. Again, that was because Saquon was hurt, but still no other running back came in and led the way for them. Is that athletic ability the reason why they are such a better football team today? Well, it certainly gave them a lot more options offensively. You know, he had two rushing touchdowns. One was scrambling. We talked about one was a bootleg and those are both plays that Eli Manning simply could not make. He also showed the ability to buy time with his legs other moments of the game. 
It was really impressive. I'll say this, though, Dave, just listening to him there, you will not convince me that his head coach, David Cutcliffe at Duke, did not have him watch Eli Manning handling (laughs) post-game press conferences. He talks just like him. There, he even says, like, uh, like I said, just uh, you know, Eli says that all the time. You will, yeah. there is no way, no way, two people can just happen to sound that similar. And I know they're both from the South and blah blah blah. No way. His mannerisms are the same. It's it's like he studied Eli Manning press conference footage. There is no way. That's by chance. You even if Cutcliffe and Daniel Jones deny it, I will take it to my grave that Daniel Jones has watched Eli Manning press conference footage because he handles it exactly the same way. He, he's the only other quarterback that says, uh, like I said, you know, just just a good job all the way around. It was fun. Like <laughs> I mean, that that was uncanny right there. That is an interesting discussion on another day when we have more time. How many guys study press conference game tape in their preparation? I would love to know the honest truth about that. Only a Duke quarterback would we consider that may actually have been part of the preparation. We do know the link between Cutcliffe and Eli Manning. So the torch has been passed in New York. And boy, it sure felt like the torch is going to be passed awfully soon in Carolina. No Cam Newton on Sunday, and it sounds like no Cam Newton, at least in the short term. And nothing was expected of young Kyle Allen, who was benched twice in college, cut from the Carolina practice squad just over a year ago, then returned, and now he is the team starter and in Arizona, his hometown, by the way, Sunday. He throws for four touchdowns. Now, some perspective on that. Cam Newton had thrown for four touchdowns combined in his prior six starts and had lost eight straight starts. There is no question, Ross, this is a better football team with Kyle Allen. This is not, we're not, again, we're not providing the bust for Canton tomorrow, but Kyle Allen, how much better is Carolina with him at the helm? A lot better. And I'll tell you what was interesting, Torrey Smith, the former Panthers receiver put out a tweet in the morning that said, you're going to see the vertical element of Carolina's passing game with Kyle Allen. and He's going to play well. I thought that was telling. I mean, Kyle Allen starting instead of Cam Newton and Torrey Smith says, well, now you'll get a chance to see the vertical element. He played very well. I got to tell you, Dave, this is my favorite thing about the NFL, about the media, stories like this. So I was the broadcaster for NBC when Kyle Allen was in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl four years ago, and he was the number one ranked high school quarterback in the country. So just think about the roller coaster that he has been on, Dave. Number one quarterback in the country in high school, MVP, or at least he was by far the best quarterback in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl, riding high, goes to Texas A&M, gets benched, transfers to Houston, not even a Power 5 school, gets a starting job, then gets benched at Houston for a sophomore, De'Eric King, who's still at Houston. He's still in college. 
And Kyle Allen got benched twice in college. Now he's at the bottom of the barrel, lowest of the low, undrafted free agent with Carolina, gets a chance to start in his hometown. He's from Phoenix, out there in Arizona, plays so well. Carolina puts 38 points on the board, the four touchdowns. I mean, I eat stuff like this up. Kyle Allen, Gardner Minshew, give me all of it. I, I want all of it. And after the game, I know Ron Rivera said Cam's still the quarterback when he's healthy. Let me just tell you how this works, Dave Briggs, okay? As long as Kyle Allen keeps playing like this, they're going to make sure that Cam Newton is super-duper, like, ridiculously healthy before they would even think about putting him back in the game. And then at some point, if Kyle Allen keeps playing, they'll keep saying, as soon as Cam's healthy, and then they'll be like, um, okay, no, Kyle Allen's quarterback. Sorry, we changed our mind. Because they'll, they'll keep hanging that health thing out there with Cam as long as Kyle plays well. And then at some point, when it's beyond obvious, they'll just say, this is Kyle Allen's team. And based on what we saw through the yep. first three games, it probably should be. Why would you put Cam back in there? I mean, even if Cam was healthy next week, you should ride out Kyle Allen until he plays poorly. Wasn't just stretching the field, wasn't just the athleticism. The shortfalls is what Cam has been really struggling with in particular. And when you see Kyle Allen get Greg Olson, the old man, a tight end involved for two touchdowns, it's just a very different team. Now, Grena doesn't hurt when CMC goes for 188 yards total offense. Uh, but Kyle Allen was spectacular. Here is the Panthers' young quarterback. For me, it's just football, man. It's, I mean, it's cool to have all my family and friends here and go out to dinner with them last night and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's just I kept telling myself this. Have a plan when you come to the line of scrimmage every play, right? And don't make it more difficult than it needs to be. So one play at a time, and it's a long game. And I kept preaching this to everybody. Arizona's a team, when you look at them on tape, they come back in multiple games. The first game against Detroit and against Baltimore, they come back. So um, for us, it was just about executing every drive and just playing every game. This is so different with the adversity that you guys um, no, I think we're, just as a team, we understand where we were at. You know what I mean? We understand the talent we have. We understand that we are able to do these things on a consistent basis, and we've just been missing a little bit. And so I think we've talked about it all week. Just do the little things right, like you said, and just execute. And I don't think there was much that needed to be said. I think we knew it. We just needed to go out and do it. Okay, we talked about how the play was certainly different on the field. Ross, did that sound a little different from what we've heard from Cam Newton recently? Yes, a lot different, a lot better. And honestly, I got to tell you, Dave, I understand what Cam's done for the franchise, and I really respect and appreciate it. But why would you put Cam back in? I, I guess maybe they want to give him – one last shot, but it just feels to me like the odds or the chances that Cam Newton comes back to be a really good, effective player don't seem real high. And it seems like the injury stuff is just kind of always going to be there with Cam moving forward. He's now re-injured the foot a second time. He's had multiple shoulder surgeries. Like, what are you even building or building towards with Cam Newton. Ron Rivera is trying to save his job. Ron Rivera is on the hot seat. You know how you do that? Hope. Hope. A young 
exciting quarterback that everybody in the organization feels like you can build around. And right now, his name is Kyle Allen. I don't want to, whether it's Danny Dimes or Kyle Allen, I don't want to get too caught up in a one-game sample size, Dave. But it's the only game. It's the only game we've seen from them so far. And they were both light years better than the guys that started the games before them. Kyler Murray, on the hand, was sacked eight times in that game. Uh, an interesting start to his career. A little bit up, a little bit down. We're going to talk about the undefeated teams in just a sec. We all know what to expect from New England. Their defense has not allowed a touchdown yet. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes on pace for more than 6,000 yards passing. Dallas had 200-yard rushers, two on Sunday, and you know how Dak is playing. The Rams offense coming into its own, and they have a one-man wrecking crew in Aaron Donald. So that leaves us with the question of what are those other undefeated teams? Are we buying? Are we selling? Detroit, you're not invited. You have that tie. So it's San Francisco and Buffalo. We'll talk about which of those teams Ross Tucker is buying straight ahead. But first, Ross has a word from our friends. Let's talk about some of these undefeated teams and whether or not you are buying some of the early undefeateds. Not a whole lot left. And I'm pretty sure I know where you're going to go when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers who turned the ball over five times in a win over Pittsburgh on Sunday. Now, I'm not going to ask if you're buying as a Super Bowl contender, but is San Francisco a playoff team? I think they are, yeah. I'm actually buying, buying them to have a real good chance, Dave, to win the division, believe it or not. You know, Seattle lost a game that they probably shouldn't have to the New Orleans Saints backup quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. I know the Rams are 3-0, and but they haven't really been a very convincing 3-0, and have they? I, yeah. I mean, yeah. the Rams don't look great. Now, I know for a fact, having played for a while, that there's a lot of teams and coaches that would say, hey, we would be happy to be the 3-0 and team that doesn't look great. Please let us be the 3-0 and team. That doesn't look great so far. But that's the reality of what we've seen from the L.A. Rams. The Niners, on the other hand, after a weird week one, blew out the Bengals in week two, and even yesterday got a win even though they had five turnovers. That is really, really hard to do. Now they're 3-0. and Now they're feeling good about themselves. Now they have some momentum. There were some issues yesterday. I think that they are a eight to maybe 11 win team. And I think if they're on the high end of that 10 or 11 wins, that might be enough to win the division. All right. Let's talk about the Buffalo bills who have had, had some erratic performances. And I think that word erratic really describes the play of Josh Allen, who is exciting, who is thrilling, who moves around in the pocket. He can run, he can throw, but at times Buffalo absolutely disappears to me. I, I guess I've already answered this question, but they, they are home to the New England Patriots this week. And that defense may be the best Bill Belichick has ever had there in New England. They have not allowed a touchdown. The touchdowns on Sunday against the Jets were a pick six by Jamal Adams and a muffed punt. It has been a dominant force for New England in the early going any chance you're a buyer on Buffalo sneaking into the playoffs? 
I am I'm a buyer in terms of Buffalo as a wild card contender because look around, Dave. Look at the AFC North. I mean, it's looking like the Ravens and maybe the have-nots after that. Steelers, Browns, I don't think so. Look at the AFC South. I mean, maybe both the Colts and the Texans, but I'm not feeling like we're definitely getting two teams out of that division. AFC West, same thing. Even the Chargers have lost back-to-back games. So I am buying the Buffalo Bills as a wild-card contender. In fact, I would say that they're a wild-card favorite right now. They're not going to win the division. They're not the Patriots. We know that. But that game yesterday, Dave, is one that the old Bills would have lost. Could say the same thing, by the way, about the Detroit Lions. These are teams that have fallen on hard times for a long time, and they seemingly always lose games like that. The Bills are up 14-0. They're rolling. Then all of a sudden, a bad pick from Josh Allen that gets the Bengals back in it. Bengals are dominating. They're up. They tie it 14-14. They take the lead. But a funny thing happened. Josh Allen righted the ship, was able to take him down for the go-ahead touchdown, 21-17. They made the play on defense, Tredavious White, and it wasn't the same old Bills. They got the win. Now, they've got a gigantic game coming up against the Patriots, which is awesome. Looking forward to that one. They're not going to win the AFC East, but they've got a darn good chance with the combo of the defense and Josh Allen in the running game of getting to the playoffs I would say, like I said earlier, I would say that they are a favorite, quite frankly, for, to be a wild card in the AFC. Amazing how fast it can turn south for just three weeks in for some of those other teams. Uh, the 3-0 and Packers, we'll find out about them when they play host to Philly uh, this week, Thursday night game. Speaking of Philly, you know by now Nelson Aguilar has a case of the dropsies. Ross Tucker talked about that a little bit. And that was referenced in what is clearly the video of the week with our apologies to Danny Dimes, game winner right up the middle. This was on a CBS3 Philadelphia newscast, a witness to a fire talking to a news reporter about catching children tossed out of uh, the, the home or the apartment building of said children. Listen to what an eyewitness said. I seen a guy hanging out the window, you know, screaming at his kids was sitting there and things like that. So I, I ran to the back door, see if it was open, and it was. I ran upstairs, and then I was greeted with smoke. I ran back downstairs. By that time, the ladder truck was pulling up. And ironically, being my, one of my, ex, my old co-workers took the ladder off the, off the truck, raised it up, and was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. Wow. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar. Under the most trying of situations, Tucker. He says we catching babies, not look not like Aguilar. That your thoughts. That is that is Philly. That is amazing. Um, I love that. I mean, this was right <laughs> after he had been catching babies out of a burning building, and he finds the time to take a shot at Nelson Aguilar. I mean, that, that is funny. I don't care who you are, what you think, what team you like. That is amazing and not altogether surprising. Welcome to Philadelphia, baby. We got to get that guy in the program. That'll do it for us on a football Monday. Back tomorrow on Home and Home, we'll have 
Bears, Redskins reaction, and a lot more. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.